Welcome back to Caught Monologuing. I'm Ryan Kunzer. I'm Evil Errol. I don't know why I'm evil, Ryan. Why are you evil, Errol? I mean, you normally are, but like, why particularly? Well, I'm evil because you know what, Ryan? What? It's Halloween. Ah! Yeah. I forgot. The spookiest day of all, Mm -hmm. with the exception of Black Friday at Walmart. But, you know, (laughs) other than that, uh, it's Halloween. Uh, and we wanted to give you guys a very uh, special episode um, with one of our favorite spooky movies. Mm-hmm. Um, Full of scares and screams. Exactly. But first, we've got to catch up on some news. We have a lot of news. And it has been a while since our last chat, Errol. Yeah, a minute or two. Yeah, one, one or two. Yes, or a month, give or take. Or that. A little over a month. Yeah. yeah. So we have uh, we have a lot to cover. Yes. So much to cover. Um but I think going all the way back, I th- let's just run through everything. Uh not even talk about it, just mention it. All yeah. the stuff we didn't get to cover um from way back when. I think the Emmys happened right after we recorded our last podcast. They did. Uh and we did not talk about them. Uh we did not get to talk about The Handmaiden's Tale or Veep winning big. Definitely did not mention that at all. Nope. Uh, we didn't get to talk about The Punisher's first trailer and then their second trailer. <laughs> <laughs> we were very on top of things this past month. Uh, we did not mention that HBO has ordered a Watchmen TV series pilot. Yes, with Damon Lindelof uh, on board. He's cool. Um, but we didn't talk about it, so I don't know. Yeah. Um, we didn't get to talk about uh, Disney canceling uh, gigantic uh, that was the movie that uh meg i don't know how to pronounce her last name she was going to be one of the writers uh on captain marvel and she wrote part mm-hmm. of the original stories she was going to direct this or co-direct this movie's gone um apparently i don't know we didn't talk about it so i was not filled yeah. in um, <laughs> i i didn't know to be sad about it i know neither did i so we guess we'll have to do it now yeah but Moving on, uh, we did also did not mention that Apple mm-hmm. uh, is rebooting the Amazing Stories series uh, starring or produced by Steven Spielberg and Brian Fuller. Mm-hmm. We didn't get to talk about Han Solo getting a title for his solo movie. Wait, what's the title? Solo. A Star Wars. Oh. <laughs> it's, they're super creative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, but I think the biggest piece of news that we didn't get to cover uh which we should talk about a little bit we should definitely talk about it it's probably the biggest scandal to hit hollywood in quite some time yeah uh it's harvey weinstein uh getting uh accused for sexual harassment by dozens of women Mm -hmm. uh not good no yeah. No, not good. <laughs> yeah. It really sucks. I mean, because Harvey Weinstein is such a prolific producer. He, with the Weinstein Company, has made so many films. Mm-hmm. And the fact that this has gone on for as long as it has, and it was covered up by NDAs and all that stuff, yeah, is just, just sucks. It really sucks. It does. You know, I we can hope that something will change. Yeah, and I think in but, the 
in the meantime, there has been a change. More women has have come forward about you know being you know sexually assaulted, um, which of course is terrible. But the fact that they're talking about it, creating a dialogue, makes it less taboo, and you know there can finally be some justice. Yeah, you know down the line, uh, and you know and even to some extent, like with uh, James Toback, you know the Academy Award nominated uh, screenwriter and director. Yeah, uh, you know apparently he has been accused by you know dozens of women as well um and from some of the other uh things i've read probably a lot more yeah uh so it's this stuff is just it's ridiculous it's horrible it's terrible it's disgusting yeah yeah it we can only hope that the the women who have been you know harassed and abused Mm -hmm. can you know, speak out and hopefully, you know, get everyone to be on the same page and make yeah. this better. Hopefully going forward, you know, producers know not to sexually assault people. Yeah. That nice. seems to be a relatively easy lesson to pick up from this if, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It's crazy, but hopefully going forward, it gets a lot better. Yep. We can hope. We can hope. Well, let's transition to something a little bit happier, especially for uh, female fans mm-hmm. of uh, the Marvel movies. Uh, Kevin Feige is thinking very hard about making an all-female Marvel movie. Yeah. And I'm really excited about it. That'd be so cool. I mean, especially with DC, they've got the uh, Poison Ivy. Um, mm-hmm. Harley Quinn. Yeah, movie coming up. Yeah, they have stuff, and not necessarily that it that it's a competition. No, um, but uh, it's I, I think for Marvel to do this, and Marvel has incredible female characters that just haven't been given, you know, enough screen time or screen time at all. Yeah, you know, everyone knows the Black Widow needs her own movie. Uh, Scarlet Witch probably deserves her own thing, and I assume it's probably coming soon if they want to do a House of M stuff. Yeah. Which is one of the classic arcs where she goes crazy. It's pretty cool. <laughs> um, but there's so many more, you know, smaller characters that are just awesome, like Spider-Woman. And, uh, you know, we are getting Captain Marvel, but Miss Marvel, uh, the Kamala Khan character, is one of my favorite superheroes, mm-hmm. regardless of gender. And right now we're just talking about her as a female, not even going into race and all that other stuff that comes with uh miss marvel so it's there's a lot they can do with this movie and kevin feige was talking with uh tessa thompson who's going to be in the thor movie uh-huh. about this so if she's in it that'd be cool if they brought in gamora there's just so many yeah awesome characters that they can play with um and make an awesome movie so i am excited it'd be fantastic you know yeah. you know especially now that you know at- or I wonder, I guess, how much Wonder Woman's success has mm-hmm. uh, played an influence on this because people have been clambering for a a uh, Black Widow movie mm-hmm. for you know ten years now, basically. Just about yeah, <laughs> ever since uh, Iron Man two. Yeah, you know, and so why now? Because it's been proven it can be done, and they're reaching a point. You know, mm-hmm. now that Infinity Wars has finished filming, they're starting the next 
big arc of the Marvel universe. Yeah. So this is the perfect time. Yeah, it's. I mean, I think it it works. The, the timing of it is about right. Because mm-hmm. um, Wonder Woman comes out, it breaks down all of those stereotypes that female-led superhero movies can't work. Because in the past, they haven't. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've had the uh, Catwoman movie with Halle Berry that people did not enjoy. Um, I mean, there's been others that just haven't been successful. And I think having one that really worked, that really connected with, um, you know, not only a female audience, but every audience. Yeah. Really, sh- you know, proved to Marvel that we can go out and make, you know, it doesn't matter, you know, what gender our mm-hmm. superheroes are. As long as we make a good movie, we'll yeah. make money. So A good movie is a good movie, you know. Exactly. So um, let's keep it in the Marvel family. We got a, a new trailer for uh, The Runaways. Yeah. I'm very excited for this show. Very excited. Yeah, this seems exactly like your kind of thing. Uh, I mean, The Runaways, uh, I think I've mentioned this before when they announced the show for you know the first time, but uh, the comic book, the uh, first, I guess, arc when they first get this run away what yeah uh but when they first do run away and they have to go through all the stuff that original arc yeah after reading it i thought this is like a perfect season just captured into one beautiful book it would make great television it's just it's right there it would do really well on tv or it's it's a season of a show. It's a season of whatever. Mm-hmm. I want to see what happens next. I, but by itself, it just the arc is just a perfectly uh, formed season of comics. Yeah, and I'm very excited for this show because it looks like from the trailer that they're getting pretty close to the comic. You know, it's the same arc. It's the same same type of stuff. They're getting it. They're giving it. Uh, a, a certain grit to it mm-hmm. um, that I think should work. Um, but I think also because it is a show about teenagers still has some of the heart yeah, and stuff that comes with that territory. So I'm excited. I'm very excited for this show. It comes out uh, in November, right around my birthday. Uh, so, so yeah. Another present for you. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. It was a little darker than I was envisioning, but I never read the comics, so I didn't have point of reference yeah uh, i mean I, th- I think the trailer has to get home those darker elements because mm-hmm. you know it's a bunch of teenage teachers there's going to be parts where there's goofing off and all that stuff you don't yeah. necessarily need to show that yeah i think in the trailer let's show i guess what the core of the story is and that's the darker elements and then with the you know heart and the humor and all that that comes with teenagers on top of it it makes a wonderful little yeah television show yeah i want to say sandwich but there's only two layers so open face sandwich pizza yeah like so like the core is like the the bottom Uh bottom i guess pizza works yeah yeah so like the well pizza has multiple because you have sauce and cheese i think we're getting lost in the metaphor here um the other important thing about this yes. that I did not know because I did not read the comics. Oh, yes. Is that there's a velociraptor in this. Yes. Old Lace is the name. 
uh, Velociraptor. Uh, I think another reason why I love the Runaways. Uh huh. Anything is made better with dinosaurs. Very true. That's just a true statement. Mm-hmm. If Jurassic Park and Jurassic World didn't have dinosaurs, those movies would be significantly worse. <laughs> That's I just mean, a you're fact. Not, you're not wrong. That's a fact. Um, <laughs> yeah, o- Old Lace is great. Uh, she has or has a telepathic uh, connection uh, uh-huh. with one of the Runaways. That's okay. kind of their power. Mm-hmm. Um, you know how the Runaways works is a bunch of uh, teenagers whose parents are in this super evil organization that's all kind of shown in the trailer yeah and in the first couple seconds of the comic so it's not really a spoiler maybe a little but it's more the premise it's the premise yeah yeah and they run away what uh but each of the kids you know one's a mutant one's an alien one's Uh a you know a genius Uh one has a one's from the future and has a telepathic connection to a dinosaur as one does yeah um one has a bunch of really cool technology Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's that that type of thing. Yeah. So all these kids have bring a different thing to the table, and they come together and form the Runaways and Runaway. Exactly. I think I'm starting to understand. Yes, you are. All right. Uh, the next new trailer, uh, and I guess they're starting to release more information about it. The New Mutants. Yeah. Which that's another X Men uh, movie. Uh, apparently, they're starting a new trilogy with these movies. But yeah. they gonna be scary, ah, uh, which is bad for Ryan. It is because Ryan doesn't like scary things. Very conflicting for me <laughs> because I don't like scary things either. When I watch scary things, I don't sleep. Mm-hmm. You know, it is for me scary movies. Like, actually, here's here's I think it's best to illustrate it with an example rather than trying to. Describe my feelings. This isn't therapy, even though it works as therapy. Um, Tell the listeners your problems. No, but like when I was, you know, young or not young, older than I should have been. Uh huh. Uh, I watched a trailer for a horror movie before another movie. Mm-hmm. Um, like this was like in middle school, like older than I should have been to be freaked out by a trailer. Mm-hmm. But the trailer itself. Got me so hard. I had to have, in middle school, my mom sleep in my room for about a month. <laughs> it was bad. Wow. It was real bad. That is pretty bad. Uh, so horror is already, has always hit me hard. Mm-hmm. Um, I've avoided it as much as possible. But now that I'm a little bit older, yeah, I am becoming fascinated by it. I still can't watch it. It freaks me out. I can't, can't do it. Mm-hmm. But as an art form... But as an art form, like, yeah. I've started reading, like, some of the, you know, spoilers or synopsis of, you know, horror movies. Uh-huh. And just what horror does is it takes a simple premise mm-hmm. that's just really spooky and creepy and just runs with it. Yeah. You know, and I think production companies like Blumhouse, where, you know, they have Happy Death Day, which just came out, which is just groundhog day but with being murdered yeah (laughs) Um, and you know they have get out and they have a whole bunch of really interesting premises like that's fascinating but at the same time if i actually watched it i wouldn't be able to sleep ever (laughs) um i think i'm learning where my boundaries are stranger things i think right now is 
on that boundary. On the boundary, <laughs> which, by the way, stay tuned. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe in our next episode, coming out very soon, we're going to be reacting to uh, the season, uh, the most recent season of Stranger Things, which just came out um, last Friday. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to give all of our, well, not you, because you haven't yes. seen it, because you're a scaredy pants. But I'm going to bring in one of my other friends uh, to talk about it with me. Yep. Um, but, like, that's the line of scariness for me. Uh-huh. Going back to New Mutants, this looks like it might be a little bit too far over the line. But also, it looks really good, and I don't know how to th- how to feel about it. I don't know. I don't think I'm going to watch these, but I can... I, I know you're not going to watch them. I can totally see the, the logical progression from Logan and Deadpool to deciding... A horror trilogy is the way to go. I mean, I think if they do these right, and it also looks like that they don't have a lot of big budget effects in this, mm-hmm. at least from the trailer. If they can make a slightly cheaper superhero horror movie, yeah, I, I, I don't see how that doesn't work. Yeah. Especially if they get good filmmakers involved, which they do. Yeah. So I am re- I am excited to see what happens. If it is good enough... Like if the you know ratings come in and people are saying that it's really good, and I might be able to power through the scary. Yeah, because um, I think I've learned that if something is scary, it has to be really good to back it up. Yeah, at least for me, that's what Stranger Things does. Mm-hmm. So I am excited to see what happens with this. Yeah, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I I appreciate that they're taking superhero movies in a different direction mm-hmm. yeah especially with marvel and dc trying you know basically claiming the uh you know the the big budget mm-hmm. you know blockbuster um what's the word i'm looking for Our big action comedy the tent poles yeah the tent pole ones you know having something you know for a while the x-men was the the tent pole superhero movies but now yeah. you know they found hopefully a new niche and continue to make good good films yeah because i think if you just look back at the uh recent x-men movies mm-hmm. and which ones have been successful logan deadpool i guess the last of the main arc was the days of future past yeah when you just fall into a regular superhero movie like x-men apocalypse uh-huh it's just not as good yeah you know, it's fine it's just another let's save the world from a big blue guy yeah, and we have a lot of big blue guys we're saving the world from now. Exactly. So, so yeah. yeah. Um, so watch out for big blue guys, kids. Yes, or big purple guys, or really any of the cool shades of color. Yeah. Not good. I think also the warm shades as well, as long as they're big. Just, like, don't see color. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Moving on, yeah. Um, But staying uh, in the X-Men family, the Gambit movie that has been on and off and on and off and on and off and on and off is back on. Uh, This is the one with Channing Tatum. Yeah. And they finally have a director and they have their release date. Woo. Yeah. So. You sound less excited than me. Couple things. (laughs) This movie has been a pain to make. Which I assume means the filmmakers haven't figured out how to make it, you know, the right way. Yeah. And they bring on Gore Verbinski 
to be the director. I don't know if I've heard of this guy before. Well, if you've seen Valerian. Oh. Or uh, or Valerian in the City of a Thousand Planets. Um, there was the other one, the horror movie with like the dripping and the, I forget what it's called. Oh, The Cure for Wellness. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. That one. Uh, it's like a whole bunch of interesting concepts that apparently have been too artsy and just not executed well enough. Uh-huh. And I'm really worried about this X-Men movie because, at least for me, Gore Verb- uh, Verbinski hasn't made, you know, one of these big movies that have worked. Yeah. You know, Valerian was a huge bomb, kind of proving why the independent blockbuster isn't that successful. Yeah. Like, he... he he made that movie as an independent film, but it was not advertised well. They decided to release it on the worst possible weekend. I think I've talked about this before. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I don't blame all of that on Gore Verbinski. I haven't seen the movie, so I can't actually judge for myself. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, comparing it to The New Mutants, which I think is taking... um you know, the, t- taking an interesting, strong stance on the X-Men, I don't know if this is going to do it. Yeah. And this movie's already been troubled enough taking in a director that has some name recognition, but ultimately recently has been faltering with some of his visions. Yeah. I don't know. And on top of that, they announced the date, February 2019, which... Mm-hmm. If they have a script ready to go that they're really happy with, sure, that date makes sense. Yeah. If they don't, they're going to be scrambling. Yeah. And I am worried that a scram- a movie like this with them scrambling is not going to come across. It's not going to come out well. No. So I am very worried about this movie. Um, I want it to be great because I love Channing Tatum, and I think the character of Gambit if done well is really interesting yeah i just just don't know i i don't know i mean i want this to succeed so bad because like you said gambit's a great character you know and jang tatum has been trying to make this happen for forever yeah you know and god knows we deserve a good movie about you know people with magic cards Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i think we always like seeing channing tatum in any movie it's true. I mean, Kingsman came out recently. Well, you haven't. You still haven't seen I it. I still haven't seen it. Yeah, it was good. I'll. I will give my very brief review of Kingsman because we're not going to have a episode about that. Yeah. Even though we probably should have, but I blame myself for not dragging Ryan. Um. Fair enough. It is like the first one, but just more slightly worse. Okay, slightly less. Like it's, you know, it, they. <laughs> do more and there's a bunch of really cool stuff uh-huh. but at the same time it's like they're trying too hard to one-up the first one uh. and at some parts they do at some parts they don't mm-hmm. there's some things that i i had some pretty big problems with uh-huh. uh with the movie but i think that should come in a spoiler filled episode which will probably come down the line after it's out on dvd or whatever once everyone including ryan can see it yeah. so um but yeah Channing tatum is the best he was in kingsman and 
he's also gonna be in this and we'll see um i don't know i'm i am enthusiastic about the movie and i think if it works out great awesome i'm super happy i really want it to do well mm -hmm. that being said i don't know if i put my money on it yeah so unfortunate well speaking of things that i'm not sure if i'd put my money on <laughs> michael bay of transformers fame and of explosions fame everyone's favorite director everyone's favorite explosion artist oh like sorry my bad yeah well he is deciding to take over one of the grittiest of properties oh yeah this is possibly one of the darkest tv shows in history yeah it's, it's a uh adventure series mm -hmm. um it has uh a serial thief mm -hmm. uh wild foxes uh a monkey who wears boots a map and a backpack we're talking <laughs> about dora 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 the, the Explorer. Explorer. Uh, yeah. Michael Bay's making a Dora movie. What? <laughs> it's basically the only thing I can possibly say about this. Yeah. I don't think there really is anything else to say. I can shrug and say, why? I mean, I, I just, I, I don't get it. Or at least I don't get why Michael Bay... Yeah, is the one that's making this happen. Because Dora is, you know, has a very different, I guess, aesthetic than mm -hmm. Michael Bay films. And Michael Bay is, my guess is maybe Michael Bay has, you know, a daughter or a niece or a... Yeah. Or a nephew. Uh, Fair enough. Everyone loves Dora uh, or a son. I mean, um, considering we just sang... Part That's of the true. Song. <laughs> I mean, I could do the map song and backpack, um, but I'm not going to. You sure? Because of copyright. Um, Fine. But yeah, um, it's, we'll see. Well, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I am. I have admitted to being a fan of some pretty terrible kids' movies, mm -hmm. um, namely the Emoji Movie. Yeah. Uh, which, for some reason, I love, even though I do admit that it's objectively not a good movie. It just works for me uh -huh. on some level. So, I don't know. I don't know. Well, you know what? Michael Bay, good luck. Yep. You too, Dora. Hopefully, <laughs> Swiper doesn't come and swipe away the box office returns. <laughs> All right, uh, moving on to the last bits of news before we hit our uh, main topic yeah. of the day. Um, we're going to go over to DC, talk about the new movie in development, the Deathstroke movie, uh, being directed by, or they're in, in talks to be directed by Gareth Evans of The Raid fame. Ooh. So I haven't seen The Raid. Me neither. Or The Raid 2, or 3. Um, <laughs> but... From what I've heard, the raid has some of the best action sequences in like all of Modern, movies. Yeah. So I think I'm really excited 
Yeah. Um, I don't know much about it. Um, I know that uh, Joe Manganello, I think is his name, mm-hmm. uh, you know, is still on board to play Deathstroke. You know, he's been on board for a while. Um, he was going to be in the Batman movie, but then that got kind of, you know, shaken up a little bit. Yeah. Um, but now he's getting his own movie, and I think it's going to work. I think so. So we'll see. Um, I don't know, but yeah, I'm liking what I'm seeing. If there's anything a Deathstroke movie needs, it's really good action sequences. Yes, and I so. think that is something Gareth Evans will be able to deliver. Yeah. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. We will see. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, but last, and but definitely not least, no, we finally have casting. We have casting. For Shazam. All right. They have cast uh, Zachary Levy, or Levi, one of the two. I haven't been able to figure it out. I'm going to go with Levi. Okay. I'll take your word for it. Um, it's a terrible idea, but I'm, yes. If we're pronouncing it wrong, I apologize, Zach. I apologize for Errol. Yeah. But you may recognize Zachary Levi from Chuck. Mm-hmm. You may recognize his voice as Flynn Rider in Tangled. Mm-hmm. Or if you are a Broadway nerd, you will recognize him from She Loves Me. Uh, he was also in Thor 2. Yeah. And he was also, also in the uh, the Alvin and Chipmunks movie. Oh, of course. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Of course. Come on. So I love Zach Levi. I think I'm really ex- I mean, I already was really excited for Shazam just because the character itself is just my type of character. Mm-hmm. It's a su- super-powered big guy, but with the personality of a kid. Yeah. And <laughs> as a big guy with the personality of a kid, he connects with me. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just really excited. I think Zach is a solid choice. I would like to see him bulk up for the role, which I'm sure he will. Probably. Uh, just I haven't seen him, you know, as a truck before. Um, <laughs> and that's kind of what you need with Shazam. But that being said, I'm sure he can do it. And I'm I'm excited. Yeah. No, this is going to be fantastic. I mean, basically for all the reasons you just said, mm-hmm. you know, Shazam is such a great character. And Zachary Levi is going to be, going to be pretty good. Yeah. So... All right. Well, with that, I think it's time to move on to our spooky Halloween movie that's very scary. Yes. The main event. Mm -hmm. The reason why we are here on All Hallows' Eve. We just want you all to know, listeners, that Mm -hmm. we scare because we care. Yes. That's because we're talking about Monsters, Monsters, Inc., I love this movie so much. <laughs> Me too. I mean, I've already talking talked again and again about how much I love Pixar on this podcast. Yeah. Um, and I haven't seen Monsters Inc. in a while. When I was younger, you know, I did. Actually, when did it come out? Was it uh, two thousand and one? I believe. Yeah, it was their fourth like big movie. Uh, I believe when this movie came out. It was right around my birthday. Mm-hmm. Yep, November 2nd, 2001. And I had my sixth birthday <laughs> at the movie theater, and we watched Monsters, Inc. Nice. Yes. 
So I have, you know, been a huge fan of this movie since forever. That being said, it did not grow on me the same way Toy yeah. Story has. Yeah. Um, or even Finding Nemo. Mm-hmm. But going back and watching it again, it's so good. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah. We're about to go into it a little bit, listeners. Um, if you have not seen it, shame on you. Yeah. You've had how many years? 16? Yeah. Almost 16. In in two days from when this podcast will be released, because we're recording it a little bit before Halloween, but in in two <laughs> days, uh, it's going to be 16 years. Yeah. It'll be old enough to get a learner's permit. <laughs> in most states. In most states. Yeah. Boo can drive. Oh, crap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's pretty scary behind the wheel. Hey, yo. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so we're going to get into it. We're probably going to be hitting a whole bunch of spoilers. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you haven't seen it, go see it and come right back. Uh, yeah. It's only an hour and a half. Uh, so it's not too much time. It is a good movie. It is, you know, directed by Pete Doctor. Uh, who made Inside Out. So if you liked Inside Out, you're also going to like this one. Yep. Also, the whole Pixar team still involved. Uh, Lee Unkrich, who did Toy Story 3, is one of the co-directors. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, John Lasseter, Andrew Stanton were still on board for, you know, producing. Andrew Stanton, I think, was one of the... Uh, uh, helped on the writing. It's... The whole squad's back in. Yeah. Uh, it's classic Pixar. So you should you should watch it, probably. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's let's get into it. All right, right after I go over there and grab my notebook. Yeah, you should do that. I'm gonna vamp. This is all gonna stay in the podcast. No, it's not. No, it will. It, this is all gonna stay. And we're gonna shame Ryan. Everyone, make sure to co- leave a comment on SoundCloud and iTunes saying you love the podcast, especially the part where Ryan had to grab his notes. Or you could not. Yes, but still five stars are better. <laughs> I mean, I can't argue with that. Yes. Um, so, yeah. Uh, how do you want to break it down? Do you want to... Uh, I think we should just jump in with stuff we want to talk about and just see where a conversation goes rather than going beat by beat. Um, but if you were going beat by beat, I would mention that the intro before the movie even starts mm-hmm. is just... It's so good. I mean, yeah. With all the doors and the monsters and the jazz music the jazz music it's i think wonder of randy newman's better scores yeah i think so i think the jazz works perfectly and it's it's great yeah um but yeah yeah so the first thing that struck me about this movie Mm -hmm. is the animation as with all pixar the animation is pretty damn good pretty damn good yeah you know you can tell that they uh they figured out how to do fur Yes. And decided to make a movie where they could show that off. Yeah, well, I think this, this is what I heard once, which I know is kind of, I know is true. I'm not entirely sure if it's about the movies or about the shorts. But uh-huh. what Pixar does, um, I definitely know it's true for the shorts. They have an idea. They want to learn how to do fur. They want to learn how to do hair. They want to learn how to, you know, do big sweeping shots you know over islands or whatever yeah. stuff like that uh-huh like with different perspectives or whatever 
they want to you know learn a new skill so they go and make a movie that addresses that ah. so like for monsters inc they had the fur for um brave they had uh merida's hair yeah for you know going to the shorts lava um they had to shoot from that they, they had to shoot these huge sweeping shots of landscapes with the different perspectives of different levels with the birds flying and then the, mm-hmm. all that different stuff um for finding nemo they had to figure out the water yeah so that's definitely something that pixar with the fur tried to address with this movie and of course they nailed it yeah you know that being said they st- it still suffered from a toy story syndrome when it came to animating people well you're not completely wrong i did <laughs> note that in the very first shot when we saw that kid sleeping in bed that looked yeah. a little bit plasticky Right. I then remembered a half a second later <laughs> that it was plastic. That it was plastic and was you know a toy kid. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. That being said, it was fine. I thought Boo was better animated. Mm-hmm. Um. Than like the plastic kid. Uh. Yeah. But I guess that is to be expected. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. That's they did a good job. All the different. The, the thing about uh, Monsters Inc. with the animation, mm-hmm. all the different monsters have different textures and yeah. colors and. You know, it, ways of walking and exactly everything, yeah. And I think taking on that task is impressive. And yeah, they did a good job. Definitely, yeah. So, um, what else we got? Uh, oh, yeah. I also mentioned that the premise of the movie is just ingenious. Um, not necessarily monsters scaring kids for energy. Uh huh. The premise that the monsters who are scared of children, have to then go in, scare the thing that they themselves are scared of so mm-hmm. they can then power their entire society. Yeah. It's just kind of ridiculous. It's just so <laughs> crazy and out there, but works so well. Uh, it's it's totally the kind of thing where, you know, as just a person, you know, or a, a parent trying to explain to their kid, you know, there's no monster in your closet or, mm-hmm. you know, the snake is just as afraid of you as you are of it. You know, that kind of yeah. thing. You know, it's totally the kind of thing you would think of. Yeah. And it works because of that. You know, and also, it, you know, all these monsters have, you know, emotions and personalities. And mm-hmm. so, you know, you can sympathize with them just like you could with any other character. Exactly. And I think what this movie does really well. Um, going off of the emotion of these monsters mm-hmm. is, and I think at the core of a lot of Pixar films, it's about family. Yeah. And this becomes a story of like father-daughter mm-hmm. with Sully and Boo. And it just hits that really hard. Yeah. Uh, you know, in the beginning, you know, they're first afraid of this little, you know, girl. Yeah. This, this giant blue monster with really sharp, scary teeth and horns, is afraid of this tiny little girl. <laughs> Which is funny in itself, but, yeah. You know, as they go along, they, you know, he learns how to become kind of like a dad. Like, on the go, he's like, you know, go to sleep and whatever. And it's a really sweet scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, it's more than just one scene, because it also perpetuates into the, I guess, the next day when they go into work. Yeah. Um, but just all of that stuff with the bonding between Boo and Sully is just, it really hits me. 
and I really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, and it's done really well. So. I'm curious to know why this one didn't grow on you as much because I know the family, the family aspect, and this is strong, and yes. that's usually something that, like you said, you connect with a lot. Want to know why? I think when I was younger, I just wasn't perceptive enough. I think well, when I was younger, I definitely didn't pick up on all the family stuff. I didn't, you know, I I I didn't, you know, cry whenever, you know anything happened in any movie when i was little <laughs> uh-huh. uh it's slightly different now but uh i didn't necessarily connect quite as much you know with because i was viewing it as what would my character like like who is my replacement in this movie yeah and if you think about it no one really at least for me yeah um, and I think as a little kid, I don't put myself in the monster's shoe because I don't want to. You don't want to be the monster. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and I think I just never thought to put myself in Boo's shoes when I was little. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm a little bit older and I can just see that relationship between the two. Yeah. Uh, and I can appreciate it a lot more. Uh-huh. And. You know, it gets into, you know, the family thing, you know, regardless of if it's, if it's father and daughter or, or if it's, you know, big brother, younger sister. Yeah. Or however they do it. It's just something that I, now that I'm older, appreciate. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's lots of stuff that I missed the first couple times around. Yeah. Like, for example, mm-hmm. uh, this is going to make me sound a little stupid, but when Boo first gets back. Or gets to the other side, and Sully's trying to, you know, hide her and talk to Mike or whatever. Yeah. And she laughs, and power surge, and, you know, all the lights go out. Yeah. It wasn't until I watched it this time that I saw those connections. Really? Early in the movie. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know why. It's probably just because I don't pay attention very well. Mm -hmm. Or, Or I didn't pay attention very well. But, like, just those little things... That I didn't pick up as a kid, that I do pick up on now, yeah, really helped inform, you know, my viewing experience this time. So, I guess yeah. that's. I don't know. When was the last time you watched this movie? Honestly, I don't know. It was a while ago. Yeah. I mean, I would like to say I saw it in high school, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I don't even know if I did. It might have been earlier than that. That's true. So. I want to go back to what you were saying sure about thing. how there's uh, not really like a a character that you use as the audience substitute. Yeah. You know, because Sully's this great big, you know, larger than life figure who's mm-hmm. the best at his job and everyone likes him. Yeah. And it's not usually something that people connect with. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You know, and then Boo obviously is like a two-year-old girl. You know, and also not something that's good for an audience replacement. Uh, I assume you watched uh, Monsters University. Yes, of course. Come on, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, continue. When they're all college kids, did you find that easier to kind of connect with? That's a good point. Hmm. Maybe. 
Well, you know, you know what I think. The thing with Monsters University, or you. Know, so, I, I don't know about Monsters University, but as you were talking, I realized the end shouldn't be, "Am I Mike or Sully?" Mm-hmm. It should be. That's like you know how kids view their dad as like a superhero. Yeah. When you're little, that's what Sully is. True. That that's what the end is. Yeah. I think when I was little, I I might have just not gotten that. At least mm-hmm. not as much. Yeah. Um, I wasn't able to pick up on you know the whole family dynamics. It was just funny jokes. Yeah. In monsters, which I wasn't against. I mean, definitely not. Um, but you know it. Just when I was younger, it just wasn't something that worked for me. But this time around, it's just all up and down the movie. I was laughing. I was, you know, trying to hold back tears as Ryan was watching with me. And I (laughs) believe not shedding emotions, at least not as much. When there are people around. Yeah. It's like I was, I got, I got close to (laughs) breaking down, um, and and I think the the moment that really did it uh-huh. uh, is, you know, in the, at the at the end of the movie when Sully saying bye to Boo, mm-hmm. and like he has to go, and like he has to say bye to you know this girl that has become family to him. Yeah, and he's never gonna be able to see her again, and they love each other. And he has to go. Mm-hmm. And he knows he's never going to be able to see her again. He doesn't know what she knows. Um, or he doesn't know what she's thinking. He just, because she's a kid, he's probably just expecting yeah. she's going to be fine and move on. But mm-hmm. just that heartbreaking moment when he can't, like he wants to stay with her. He wants to be, you know, stay, stay with her, be with her, you know, be, be her dad or at least yeah a father figure type you know creature Mm -hmm. uh and but he can't and he has to leave say bye and it just just works for me it's yeah it's heartbreaking and you know at the end of the movie uh when he does get to go back and mike fixes the door for him and he comes you know he comes and opens the door and sees her and just smiles Mm -hmm. perfect yeah I don't know. I usually that's the kind of thing that gets me, like the Ooh. the loss. And I don't know. Ooh. Yeah, you know. Yeah. It, usually that's that's the thing that makes me cry is when something mm-hmm. a relationship comes to an end. Uh, but it didn't. This movie didn't work for me in that way. Hmm. Uh, I think it's a time thing. You know, partly mm. because between Boo coming to the monster world and going back is less than 24 hours. You know, I have, you know, it it was more difficult for at least me to really understand how big of a bond they had grown in that time. Yeah. Uh, You know, I don't think it's unreasonable that they did grow that bond, but just, I don't know. Yeah, I I think uh, that is something that, in a whole bunch of movies mm-hmm. and th- there has been movies where stuff like that has you know made me not connect mm-hmm. quite as much when it's like only been a day and like why are you you know why are you running away with this guy you just met him a day ago that makes no sense yeah 
I think what good movies do, it makes you forget about that. Yeah. And for me, this movie made me this movie made me forget that it's only been a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was at least a week. I thought they, you know, have been spending. Yeah. And, and, and actually think about how long it has been, but it's just, mm-hmm. it's just, it's like the automatic, they just kind of bonded and it just at a much faster rate. And it just, it felt like it worked and mm-hmm. felt natural and whatever. Yeah. I think this movie would have benefited from being longer, which is not something I usually say about movies. Uh, but because, like you said, it's only an hour and a half-ish. Yeah. If it had been a little longer, uh, you know, there were definitely points where my memory of the movie had inserted parts that were not there. Really? Like one? Like, I, you know, I haven't seen this movie since I was in middle school or yeah. something. And so I could have sworn that they chopped up Boo's door uh, like way earlier and that they had to reconstruct it to get her home. Hmm. You know, which I think would have been great and that would have afforded them, you know, a week or something of trying to put it back together where they could bond. Uh, Yeah. But I like the ending as well of them finally being able to be reunited. So. Yeah, I I, I definitely see where you're coming from. Mm Mm-hmm. I would disagree with how it needs to be longer. Um, I thought that... I mean, the one part that I thought was maybe a little bit rushed uh-huh. was the time between he said goodbye and the time he got to see her again. Yeah. That was the one thing mm-hmm. um, that I thought might have been a little bit rushed. But even at that, at that moment, the story is over. Yeah. Uh, and I... You know, would I have changed it to add more plot that needed to end in that time just so that payoff would be a little bit better mm-hmm. at the very end? I don't think so. I, it's, I mean, again, making movies is ridiculously hard yeah (laughs) and i don't know why that's the career i've chosen to go into but um oh because it's awesome and i love doing it but oh right that's it um doing something like this where if you were to change it up like that it would would you just be adding dead air in that space what would you add in that would you add another plot that you have to resolve would you know the thing is when you're messing with a movie like this where there's a bunch of different, you know, storylines, like, do you leave Randall still in a position of, you know, of messing stuff up? Is it, you know, Water News who yeah. is, you know, can do something to mm-hmm. be a threat. But I don't know what that is because their characters both ended the way they should have. Yeah. It's just, you know, by extending this one part out, it would have made other parts maybe a little bit less. Yeah. And I think this part, as it was, I mean, at least for me, and I would like to assume the movie make, the filmmakers as well, mm-hmm. uh, worked. It's just the right combination that got the best possible result. Yeah. Could there have been some things that might have been tweaked and maybe made a little bit better? There is for everything. Yeah. I mean, that's... Even the greatest movies of all time have, you know, things that people want to change and fix, so it'd be better. Yeah. Uh, except for Toy Story 3, that movie is perfect. 
continue. Um, Obviously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I I, I just really love. I, I I mean, just. I I I liked it a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. It worked for me. Um, I, don't know, I like I I I also just wrote a note that the movie is so much smarter than I remembered. Like um, Randall's character arc. Yeah. Uh, I just remembered Randall being a bad guy because he was a bad guy. Yeah. And in this movie, he's you know, a bad guy not just to beat Sully. Uh huh. Um, he's a you know a bad guy because one, he's the one that let Boo loose. So. Yeah. His butt's on the line. Mm-hmm. Um, and also he's you know trying to. You know, he's also working with uh, Water News on the whole, I forget the name. I should have written Scream down. Extractor or something Scream like that. Scream Extractor, yeah. By the way, when I was a kid, that thing freaked me out. That thing still terrifies it's, me. Yeah, no, it's it's quite scary. Um, but whatever. Uh, but, like, Randall's character is just has a lot more depth to him yeah. than I remember. And really all the characters have so much more depth. And that's something that, now mm-hmm. that I'm older and can process... Yeah. His characters and I've watched more movies and stuff. I just I can really appreciate it so much more. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hmm. Uh what else do we want to talk about? Um Oh, uh, you know what? Going back to the uh Scream Extractor. Uh-huh. One of my favorite lines that I did not remember when I was little, and I think it's really just beautiful. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> When Mike was strapped in, uh, and he was being—I mean, he was talking to uh, oh, I forget his name. I'm forgetting all their names. The, the Randall's, Randall's partner, little, little buddy, yeah, yeah, the guy with three eyes and glasses. He was saying, he—he he was saying, I have a really, really nice car, and if you let me f- free, I'll give you a ride. Which in itself is really funny, <laughs> but his response. Mm-hmm. so much better he says randall said i'm not allowed to fraternize or uh, fraternize fraternize with victims of his evil plot and it's just <laughs> it's just such a simple like smart stupid line yeah it, it's good it's good um mm-hmm. but i don't know going back uh to the line right before with uh mike wazowski I also didn't appreciate this as much when I was little. Yeah. Billy Crystal just steals this movie. Every scene yeah. he's in. Like, the the movie is basically about Sully and Boo. Uh-huh. But then you also have Mike Wazowski, and every scene he's in is the star. Billy Crystal is just amazing Yeah, at, you know, being funny. Mm-hmm. And it's it just... Like, really, the first, the first real note that I wrote about this movie is Billy Crystal's a national treasure. This character's but, so funny. Yeah, honestly, you know, Mike Wazowski is much more mm-hmm. of a memorable character. Like, having not mm-hmm. seen this in, you know, yeah. eight nine years, like I still remember who Mike Wazowski is, but I couldn't remember what Sully's name was. Yeah, really? Yeah, I couldn't remember Sully. No. I mean, as soon as they said it, I'm like, oh, right. But Have like, you seen Monsters University? No. Oh, dude. I don't even know why we're friends. I really don't. 
Um, it's because I provide you with Marvel posters. This this is this is real. Well, <laughs> this, this situation is getting pretty close to a twenty three nineteen for me, <laughs> but um, but yeah, uh, but you know, I I agree. Mike Wazowski is definitely the character I remember more as a kid. I didn't realize how how good uh-huh. or how funny. Because I think it's just the the jokes hit a little bit differently now than it did then. They're still all funny. But yeah. It's just, it's great. And also, I want to know what my favorite line from the movie when I was little was. What? Mike Wazowski. Wait, wait, I was going to say the same that, thing. That is the line that literally every kid after watching this movie repeated over and over and over again. Mike Wazowski. Yeah. It, it wasn't any of like the well-crafted you know, funny, you know, Billy Crystal jokes or mm-hmm. anything. It was just when they asked Boo what her name was and she responded that she was Mike Wazowski. <laughs> it's just, it's yeah. beautiful kid humor that works really well and still works now because it's adorable Yeah, uh, and still so funny. Um, you know, that's just that, rewatching that moment, uh, especially after having not seen the movie in a while, mm-hmm. made me happy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um. Yeah. Let's see. What else do we have to talk about? Roz. Do we want to mention how awesome Roz is? Roz is amazing. Roz is amazing. Voiced by Bob Peterson, another Pixar. Mm-hmm. Uh, big shot. Um, I always love when uh, like people at Pixar like go into like voice like this one small role. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You know, like Brad Bird went and did Edna Mode. Yeah. Um. You know. Bob Peterson did Roz. Uh, you know, just small things like that is just, just wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. I have a lot of comments here in my yeah. notebook about uh, wanting to know more about the the lore of this world. You know, yeah. Which I assume is explored some in Monsters University, but like, we're just thrown into there's this monster world and there's this human world, and we have no idea of what the context is for any of this you know but my main complaint Mm -hmm. that i spent most of the movie thinking about was that if uh the pseudo premise of this Mm -hmm. is that monsters inc is you know going down and there's the scream shortage and they're trying to meet their quota monsters inc is really poorly run logistically like if you're trying to get more screams out of you know what you have you know mm-hmm. they're spending the monsters go in they spend 30 seconds a minute in there with the kid they come out takes 5 10 minutes to get a, to get the door up and out and get a new mm-hmm. door in and down and go back in there's ways to streamline this man you can really increase how much how much it's working <laughs> i mean you're not wrong uh it never crossed my mind of how to uh increase the logistic efficiency <laughs> of running a uh, scream company mm-hmm. um but i guess you're right yeah i mean they've got one conveyor belt that bring in brings in all the doors for every single station mm-hmm. right that means if someone's bringing in a door, you can't move your door out until theirs is in. Yeah. That doesn't make sense, does no. it? No. <laughs> huh. You know, and if they're pairing up monsters with kids, 
Right. Sully's got a list of all of his kids. He should just have his doors lined up. You know, bring them in five at a time, go in, bring in the next five, go in. Yeah. There's there's ways to do this. You're not wrong. <laughs> that being said, I think that's a lot of effort that easily is solved at the end of the movie by having the kids laugh instead. <laughs> so I mean, yeah. Logistic efficiency, funny jokes. <laughs> Take your pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, you're right. That's that is, I guess, nitpicky, definitely, but a good point. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think also when just watching uh, the beginning of the movie uh, with just the society, uh, and just I think just after, like once we're introduced to Mike and Sully, yeah. It's that scene really works because what pretty much what that entire scene is from the point that we meet them in their apartment mm-hmm. to when they get to the office. Yeah. That scene is just establishing what the world is. Yeah. And while there's still so many more questions that could be asked, uh-huh. um, that could, you know, that we could go deeper into, uh, you know, just about the different worlds and stuff. I think, how they just quickly define mm-hmm. what this world is that it's a you know a world where it's just monsters as people and you know monsters are people people are monsters um the only real difference is that the monsters all look different from each other yeah um and you know and like have different abilities or whatever like different amount of arms and eyes and whatever uh so that i think just that one scene with and the the reason why the scene works going back to billy crystal is is (laughs) billy crystal yeah (laughs) uh you can't just have a scene with two people just walking and talking um about regular stuff uh just to establish the world in which these characters live in yeah unless one of them is just chewing scenery and is just is a force yeah uh and that is something that billy crystal and mike wazowski does really well mm-hmm. that i think helps establish this world uh at least to enough so i was comfortable understanding you know what was going on yeah while also definitely not being bored at all oh yeah no that scene was fantastic it's a great scene in what in what a uh, boring screenwriter uh, or director or whatever if they were if they didn't know what to do that would be just not a good boring scene where they're just establishing anything that they could but the fact that they were able to pull it off in such such a fun Mm -hmm. you know interesting way uh just great yeah I I complained that I didn't there wasn't a whole lot of context or lore around it yeah. but like there was enough there was exactly what you needed for the movie. Yes. And you know for the purposes of the movie you got exactly what you needed. It it was enough and I don't think they needed to add more. It was yeah. just more 
me nitpicking about logistics that I wanted to know more about this multiverse thing that's going on. Yeah, and I, I don't even think that's a nitpick. That's just a nerd wanting to know nerdy things about this nerdy this world. True. <laughs> and I am 100% with you. I would love to know a lot more. I think Monsters University, um, a good movie, mm-hmm. rather than going into the lore of the world, uh-huh. it's more into the lore of Mike and Sully. Yeah. Uh, which, not necessarily a bad thing. Mm-hmm. It was a fine movie. Not a great movie, but definitely enjoyable. Yeah. I wouldn't tell anyone not to see it. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I just, you know, uh, the lore and that stuff that nerds like us would want to, you know, have a deep dive into is not stuff most people care about. Especially when you're a six-year-old going to your birthday party exactly and not to say that a little more would have heard it mm-hmm. or wouldn't have heard or whatever but actually i think a little having a little bit more might have just crowded it more than it need to it would have been potentially more confusing than it had to be yeah um so i'm not saying that they shouldn't have done it but i'm also definitely not saying that they should have mm-hmm. uh so i don't know uh if they released a book uh, detailing yeah. how the world and society worked, that would be interesting. Or if they release another Monsters movie, mm-hmm. I think I think the move there would to be go away from Mike and Sully. Yeah. If they were to do that, kind of like how in like the Marvel MCU mm-hmm. or whatever, how they are in the same world, but they attack it from different characters. Yeah. I would be interested in seeing a different side to this society. Yeah. But I digress. <laughs> um, yeah. What other notes you got? Uh, let's see. Boo is really good at <coughs> teleporting. Um, I'm really looking forward to the Monsters uh, Ink Factory uh, Scooby-Doo crossover. Hmm. <laughs> oh, that's so good. That's amazing. I mean, it seems seems natural. Um, oh, one thing uh, this is probably not technically an Easter egg, but in the background at the end when they're on the laugh floor instead of the mm-hmm. scare floor, right on the giant screen in the background, it has a joke of the day. I did see that. I, because I had homework, thanks college, uh, <laughs> I did not rewind and look to see what the joke was were you able to catch it i was you are yeah what so, was it? i'm so excited <laughs> so the patient uh, a patient goes into the doctor's office and says mm-hmm. doctor help me it hurts and the doctor says what hurts how can i help the patient says it hurts whenever i do this and then sully stood in the way for a while and then got out of the way and the um mm-hmm. and then it just says the do- and the doctor responded, well, don't do that. <laughs> oh, so good. Mm-hmm. So good. Because the thing is, that I'm sure they had like five different options for what that joke oh, was. Oh, yeah. Uh, they, spent, they spent a day just thinking about what joke they should put in there. Was, <laughs> speaking of Easter eggs, I think we should, I should do just a quick roundup. Please do. Of, of all the Easter eggs in this movie, because I did take... I did write them all as I saw them. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but I think probably the biggest one, most obvious one, uh, John Ratzenberger, who was in every Pixar movie uh-huh. since ever, is in this movie. Really? Yeah. Uh, he's the Eddie. Which mm-hmm. you know, I'm. If if you are, you know, if if you know who this character is, he's Ham in Toy Story. He's the underminer in Incredibles. Yeah. Uh, he's you know, he's been in everything. He's PT Flea, and uh, <laughs> Bugs Life. You know, if you recognize his voice, he's it's clearly he's the Yeti, and it's a yeah. small role but a fun role. It is. Yeah. The, the Yeti is, I'm sure it was a really fun two days for John Rasmussen <laughs> to come in, just say like a whole bunch of like fun, silly lines about he's like a Yeti that's super friendly and what? Yeah. Snow cones. So good. <laughs> okay. Uh, next, uh, when they finally banished Randall, uh huh. He was sent into a trailer in Florida. Uh huh. This trailer. Is recognizable because it's been in the movie before. Has it? Yes. It is the same trailer from A Bug's Life. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. That's... I suppose the options for Monster Inc. aren't very large. Yeah, so it's pretty Toy much Story Toy Story, Toy Story through Bug's Life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that being said, it is a pretty cool Easter egg. But mm-hmm. if you were so focused on the trailer, you missed an even bigger Easter egg right next to it, uh-huh. the Pizza Planet truck. Oh, is that where it was? That's where it was. Ah. Yeah, because everyone's so focused on, you know, the lights and seeing Randall getting beat by the two people that think he's an alligator. Yeah. Uh, you know, they don't look and see the, you know, the Pizza Planet truck. Yeah. Which is just there in plain sight. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Uh, the, the other ones... Uh, when uh, Sully, this this was also a tough scene for me because I was trying to hold back tears while I was writing down all the Easter eggs. When <laughs> Sully goes to drop Boo off in her room, mm-hmm. the Luxo ball is there. Yep. Uh, Jesse is sitting on the table. Yep. And uh, Sully is handed a fish, a clownfish, mm-hmm. uh, getting Pixar. Getting ready for their next movie. Yep. Finding, Finding Nemo. Nemo. Yep. So those are, I guess, the big Easter eggs in this movie. Yep. Uh, oh, and also, of course, in the post-credit scenes, which Ryan didn't stick around for, uh, we get um, Tim from earlier in the movie as they're walking to work. They zoom mm-hmm. out. Turns out Tim is just Rex, but <laughs> huge. You know, Rex the toy T-Rex from Toy Story. Or maybe everyone else is just small. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe the doors make the monsters bigger. Yep. What what is happening? Are we just making a breakthrough? Probably not. This is why they need lore. Yeah. They that, need context. That being said, what we're talking about is just as uh good of a theory as the Pixar theory, which <laughs> I think is trash. Um I'm glad we agree. Yeah, it's just Okay, this is a quick side note unrelated to Monster. Well, kind of related to Monster Inc. I don't know if you've heard of the... Uh, Ryan, well, you say you've heard of the Pixar theory. Yeah, I gotta look it up to remember the details, but it's a... They're all connected. It's all the same timeline, universe sort yeah. of thing. And that uh, Boo 
is the same person as the old lady in Brave. Yeah. And that, you know, the magic particles that Boo gets from whatever, from traveling to the future or traveling to the monster, whatever, carries over into her toys and yeah carries into cars and i don't know to bugs oh here we go pixartheory.com yeah it's enter the pixar universe but please my biggest problem with the pixar theory is that it's really dark and not friendly mm-hmm. that they have these things taking over humans yeah i think that is fundamentally wrong with you know these characters yeah i don't think I think if there was some sort of human massacre, uh-huh. uh, which then there would be other, you know, of the other things that have come to life that would go to protect, uh, you know, these people. Yeah. Like, so, so like, like if, if toys became sentient and they try to destroy humans, I'm sure there's some toys that have a conscience, as we obviously know. Yeah, from Toy Story, that a good portion of these are just normal good people or toys. Yeah, and I'm sure there would be enough so everything would stay on the same plane. I don't think they would, t- on purpose, or I don't think it w- they would have been successful if they on purpose destroyed mm-hmm. all the humans. Maybe because of how you know the world was evolving, or whatever the supplies and stuff that made it uh, okay for humans to live. Uh huh. Um, maybe that is that's what caused the humans to, you know, start to die out. But like, yeah. I don't know. Still, it's it's a stretch. Yeah. It's there's better theory. I just choose to believe that everything Pixar is happy, and the thing is, I haven't really been. But actually, not happy. Everything in Pixar has heart. Yes. The Pixar theory does not have heart. Yeah. That, I think, is the fundamental flaw in the Pixar theory. Mm-hmm. Heart. But. It doesn't have the, the Pixar feel to it, so it, there's no reason to think that it has any bearing on how they actually. Exactly. Make it, so. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Um, so, any final thoughts about about monsters inc about monsters inc yeah boo mike wazowski mike wazowski kitty (laughs) um i mean it's it's a fantastic movie yeah Uh, you know i i forgot that it was one of like their first movies Mm -hmm. but even then it was their fourth big one that you know so they were already pretty well established at this point yeah, well, I mean, yeah, this was pre they were bought by Disney. They yeah. still made everything with Disney, but they weren't under the same yeah. company. But yeah. So, yeah. I agree. This movie is, it's a lot better than I remembered. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, it didn't connect with you maybe as much as it did with me. Yeah. Um, but then again, you know, any movie with. I guess now any movie with like any sort of family stuff, <laughs> uh, just it, it works. And I really liked it. It was smart. It was really funny. Mm-hmm. I love Billy Crystal. I mean, we didn't even get to talk about, you know, or we, we didn't, 
the only person that we mentioned by name was Billy Crystal. Yeah. We didn't get to talk about John Goodman's performance as Sully, um, Steve Buscemi as Randall. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, just across the board. We also talked about Bob Peterson as Ross, but besides the point. You know, across the board, just a bunch of really good performances uh-huh. um, by everyone. And just a really enjoyable, really enjoyable movie. Yeah. Uh, I am happy I watched it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was a good use of our Halloween. I agree. To to, to to bring these monsters, these these fun, happy, loving monsters into our hearts. Mm-hmm. And then onto this podcast. <laughs> so, yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's that's really good. I agree. Shall yeah. we close up? I think we should. We 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 do podcast because we care. Doesn't have the same ring to it. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> whatever. As long as you guys are 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 watching us, listening to us, always watching. <laughs> always. Um what other puns do we got? I just no um <laughs> yeah thank you guys for listening uh have a happy 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 halloween mm-hmm. um yeah be sure to like subscribe uh rate rate download all that fun stuff itunes soundcloud google play our facebook page our twitter yep um yeah uh also popcorn confessionals oh you know what we totally forgot let's do this quickly what uh, Popcorn Confessionals. Yes. My, the other podcast that I have been talking about for months. Yes. <laughs> we finally released last Friday. I know. I'm so Our excited. first episode. You haven't listened to it yet, Ryan? Oh, my God. I, thought, I have a lot of podcasts I Jesus, listen to. Ryan. Oh, my God. I thought it was special. No. We, <laughs> we finally dropped our first podcast. We are talking all about the greatest girl group alive, the Cheetah Girls. Uh, it is an in-depth conversation. Me... Uh, and my friends uh, Michael and Daniela, we deep dive into that movie, talk about all the different jams that are in it, mm-hmm. all the songs, uh, which really top notch across the board. Um, so definitely check that out. But what I wanted to do with this podcast, uh-huh. I guess kind of cross promotion, if you will, one of the things we do in that podcast after talking about each movie, yeah. is we have these different meters mm-hmm. uh, where uh you know daniel and michael give you know me some and even for themselves some crazy scale uh from whatever to whatever and i have to judge it based on how many feels Uh i give it so i am going to judge this movie on my feels meter all right how does the feels meter work well so pretty much they they give me some ridiculous scale uh-huh. Um, I'll do that for myself this time. I'm gonna go from googly woogly all the way up to schmoopsy poo. <laughs> I give this movie. See how many feels do I give it? I'm gonna go with three. Fair enough. Yeah. And th- three is very good. That's the same score. Well, it's a similar score. Or three scares. Uh, <laughs> it's a similar score that I gave to Cheetah Girls. Which I gave. Well, you know, I'm not going to re- reveal my score. You should check that out. But three scares. The reason why is there's three big moments in this movie uh-huh. that I got close to tearing up. One 
it's when Sully was just starting to come around on Boo and they were just starting to form a bond. Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed that. Two, when Sully has to say bye. Mm -hmm. And three, when the door works again. Those are the three big moments. Yep. There's also so many, so much more. This is a really great movie that pretty much throughout I was feeling stuff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it's just really good, really good movie. Mm -hmm. uh, I give it three feels. All right. Three screams. Can, can I give this a shot? Okay. Well, what do you want your, what do you want your scale to be? I'm going to do the, the engineer meter The engineer. Oh, okay. Because you are an engineer. And yes. this is a nerdier podcast than Popcorn Professionals. So it makes sense. All right. engineer meter exactly. All right. So on a scale from Sully tapping a light bulb to make it turn on. Yes. Which it did not. Spoilers. Uh, and using the same conveyor belt for bringing in an entire floor worth of uh, doors and bringing them all out. Mm -hmm. uh, I would probably give this 400 SUV, which is the unit of measurement for scares. You know, oh, but so a, a canister can hold up to 800 SUV. So this mm -hmm. is probably only halfway half of a, a canister. Half yeah. Canister of well done. You know what? For <laughs> for first time meter, that's 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 pretty good. But yeah, if All you right. thought this was a good idea, uh definitely check out popcorn confessionals mm -hmm. you might bring it back for this me uh for this podcast maybe once or twice down yeah. the road um, but definitely check out popcorn professionals uh you know cheetah girls uh was this past friday we have another halloween themed episode uh, coming out next friday uh so stay tuned uh it'll be great um also available on itunes soundcloud google play mm -hmm. uh just like this one uh and for both of them and on additional additionally on site with Eric Koenig as usual mm -hmm. um for all of those podcasts uh like us on facebook subscribe uh follow whatever on itunes soundcloud google play leave us a rating five stars or better it would be greatly appreciated uh yep. again we will read what you got to say on the podcast if uh you do leave us a review yep. um that being said it's you know only been a very limited amount of people uh <laughs> that have left us a review which is fine we love our listeners all six of them mm -hmm. um <laughs> our mothers are very dedicated they listen to it uh they really do ones of times yes all ones mm -hmm. <laughs> but uh yeah so um it seems like we don't have too many more reviews this week no but you know what down the line if you have a review we will happily read it, regardless of what it says. I will read it. Yeah. Uh, if it says something really bad, I will not subject Brian to that torture. Um, but if you have something fun you want us to read on the podcast, by all means, put it leave us a review. Or um, you could put it on our Facebook page. Send us a message. Exactly. Ask us questions if you want us to address it on the podcast. Yes, if you have any questions that you want us to talk, send us a message on Facebook. We will definitely respond to you on this podcast giving you all the coolest details from yeah. us not the details details <laughs> well you're about that, to get that, some of those yeah. <laughs> they're coming up soon or they're already playing depending on how i edit this um <laughs> but yeah thank you guys for listening yep bye bye